Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of my brand new podcast, Limitless with Nadia. Today, as our special guest, we have a former coaching client of mine and aspiring author, Miss Carissa Penaluna. Thank you for joining us today, Miss Carissa. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get into today's episode, you guys. We have so many cool things we're going to be talking about, specifically when it comes to Carissa's coaching journey and how she basically transformed her life to go from working her nine to five that was just not cutting it for her anymore and actually made the transition into getting started on her dream career, which aspiring best-selling author, we're so excited to hear about all of this. Um, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Okay, so Carissa's coaching journey, we worked together for two months and she came to me originally because she was just not, she just hated her nine to five job. She was so ready to leave. Um, and by the end, she created some pretty radical shifts in herself and in her life, which I'm so excited to get into today. Um, so Carissa, what do you feel like has changed the most since you started your coaching journey? Overall, when I came to you, I was very anxious. I was really tired. I was in a corporate job that really wasn't serving me, mm -hmm. but I was at that, at that time, not confident enough in myself to pursue my dream of being an yeah. author. Um, you know, I also had a scarcity mindset surrounding money. I looked at every time I spent money as a big loss in my bank account. Mm -hmm. And overall I was just living a very lackluster life, very grayscale. Yeah. After working with you, it's, full color baby, um, <laughs> like super happy, plenty of energy. I quit my nine to five job pursuing, to hear yes, it. pursuing my dream of being an author full time. Mm -hmm. I am traveling the world, which sounds insane to say out loud. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've also developed that confidence in myself to be able to take those steps and um, you know, my future and aligning with my higher self. And mm -hmm. it just, it feels really good. I also have an abundant mindset surrounding money now. So I look at spending money as an investment instead of as a loss. So yes, I love it for you. And I will tell you, you know, at the beginning of the coaching journey, like when we first got on, got on a first call together, your energy was, you know, I could tell it was very heavy. It was very like yeah. you were going through stuff like you just were not enjoying your everyday life. You were stressed under so much pressure. Um, and by the end, you just looked so much lighter. You look so much happier, so much more confident. And I'm so I mean, it just makes me so happy to see that. Um, but I want to know, like from your perspective, like what were the main things that were preventing you from actually like cutting the core? and quitting your nine to five? I think at that point in time, I felt like I was being realistic. Who leaves a six figure corporate job? It felt really stupid, honestly. Mm -hmm. But I had this calling inside of me to take that next step to be an author. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, re I was trying to do both at that point in time. I had my feet in both things, but it's mm -hmm. really difficult when you're working 12, 15 hour days to really pursue publishing a book. Mm -hmm. So at one point it just became like, I can't do both. I need to really make a decision one way or the other. And mm -hmm. one way led to, you know, exhaustion and anxiety and one way led to the life of my dreams. So yes. And I think it's so interesting. Like when you started off by saying that, like at the beginning, it was this is silly. Why would I quit a nine to five? Where I mean, it's six yeah. figures every year. It's a stable income. Where do you think that 
that fear kind of came from? I know we talked a lot about how like growing up, you know, your parents say, okay, find a stable income, stay with that. Like it's silly to leave that. But where do you think those fears really came from? Yeah, I think a lot of it is my upbringing. You know, I come from a Midwestern family, you know, working a stable job until you retire is just really the way things go. You don't even question it. So, you know, for me to question is is this really like the life sentence that I want to live even to my family it felt very scary and very foreign Mm -hmm. and it definitely was um, a journey to come to that decision it's not like one day I woke up obviously and quit my job it was all these synchronicities from the universe that were just screaming at me take the leap and that's what ultimately Maybe do it. Yes. And I think that's something we should definitely touch on is those little signs that I think a lot of people miss when they're in a state where they know that they're not happy with their current circumstances, specifically with a job, but they just feel like they want more. There's like more that they want out of life. What do you feel like were your major like, okay, this is a sign like I need to I need to get out of here. There were a few big signs. So one big sign was that there kept being people in my life who had taken similar jumps. So a a cousin of mine, he had quit his corporate job and become Mm -hmm. a full-time artist as a painter. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, for a period of time was struggling, but now he's making millions doing his, you know, dream job. Mm -hmm. And a similar thing happened with my best friend who quit her, her job in finance. And now she's Mm -hmm. a full-time DJ. And it was people like this that have walked in you, hello, like people (laughs) who had like walked the path of this corporate job and Mm -hmm. like actually weren't struggling or regretting that decision, but thriving. That to me was the universe. Like here, here, here's your example. Here's, you know, the life that you could live if you trust, you know, and surrender. And I think that is such a big thing and that we talk about that in coaching as well of like, pay attention to the signs, one of them being if every if you notice that there's a lot of people in your environment that are at a certain point in their lives that you want to be at and you're trying to figure out, okay, should I take the jump? Should I not? That's a sign that you should take that leap of faith or that you should at least seriously consider it because the universe is literally placing these people and under the same circumstances to inspire you and to show you and to give you this example that, yeah, it's like these people have done it. It's totally possible for you too. like you are living in there before you could just as easily be living in there after if you just decide to take that leap of faith so in terms of like the signs that you should take the leap of faith I think another one that was really really um big for you was the downloads from your future self. So tell us all about that. Yeah, that was something that even before I started working with you, I would sit in these long corporate meetings and I would just hear like a whisper in the back of my head, like you were meant for more. And in our first coaching session, I said that to you because I kind of thought I was going insane. Like, why do I keep hearing this? And you were like, that's literally your higher self telling you, like giving you signs, like this is what you could be living. Mm -hmm. And that was a a big one I kept hearing. And and right before I finally did quit my job, Mm -hmm. I was meditating and I heard loud and clear from the universe, I can't catch you if you don't jump. 
And I was like, all right, like that's clear as day. It's literally <laughs> right there. Like, how do you even escape that? Um, that's so good. And yeah, I remember telling you, like, if you are somebody that's hearing that of, okay, I wish I, I should be doing more. You were destined for so much more. That's your higher self, babe, letting you know that it's time to take that leap of faith because she's already there. She's just trying to pull you to get there with her. Um, and there was another thing also that I think was um, was like pretty monumental was when we were talking about, okay, visualizing yourself being a best-selling author, being at the peak of your power, of your transformed self, like what do you see? What's the vision there? And I remember you told me about the, um, the Barnes & Noble signing and like the outfit and everything like that. So tell us about that. I always had this vision of myself in a pink pantsuit mm-hmm. with like really curly hair, walking into Barnes and Nobles and seeing my book. And I see the cover, like I of course have designed it in my head already as a designer, yes. Yes. but um, I would see the cover and I would have like a book signing and I would talk to the people and I just always visualize that. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've really just clung on to, especially in the, in the uncertainty that mm. felt like a download from my future self, my higher self of what could yes. be if I took the sleep. Yes. And I remember telling you, like, if you get a vision of your future self and it makes you feel really good and you just see it so clearly in your head, that's also a download yeah. from your higher self of like, this is what you're, this is what we want for you. It's time to literally just take the leap and get there. And so I think um, there was something else I remember. So this is something I tell my coaching clients is when you have that vision or start creating that vision, specifically with Carissa, for you, it was the pink pantsuit, right? There's a specific mm-hmm. outfit or there's a specific hairstyle or there's just something about that look that is just very clear, very vivid to you. And I remember telling you, Carissa, you need to go buy that pantsuit because that's how you take the step to bring the future like part of you into the present and start feeling and thinking and being that version of you. So tell us the story because I remember there was a part where um, I told you to go buy the pantsuit and then you were like, okay, I'll look and see. And then you came back the next session and you told me what had happened. So tell us about that part. This is another great example of synchronicities from the universe because Mm -hmm. we had that conversation and you said, well, is there a specific pantsuit? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a designer. I like designer clothes. It's ALC. It's kind of expensive, especially if I'm going to be quitting my job. Mm-hmm. You were like, buy the pantsuit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. And so I went and I looked and at Meta Porter, it was on sale and they had my size left <laughs> and, and both the pant and the blazer. And it was just mm-hmm. one of those moments where I literally laughed. Yes. I was like, all right. Like the universe was holding it for me, essentially. Literally. It was being saved for you to <laughs> go and buy it and then keep it in your closet and be like, okay, this is my 2.0 self. This is my 2.0 yeah. outfit. And I get to just like, I have it here. It's with me. Um, so that's okay. amazing. And that, I remember when you told me that I was like, sometimes I laugh as a coach because like, I know like that the universe works in really funny ways, but then I have a client come to me and say this kind of thing. And I'm like, you literally can't make this up. Like it's, it all lines up so perfectly and it's so good. So tell me something else about how you started showing up as your future self. Because I remember that was a big point in the coaching process of like, you know, you're visualizing yourself in the future being this best-selling author, but how can you actually bring that into the present moment and start being that version of you? Yeah, so that was an exercise you directed me to do was to write down everything that a best-selling author would do. How would her day-to-day look like? What kind of thoughts does she think? You know, a best-selling author doesn't doubt herself. Like she's a badass. She believes in herself and her ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote, you know, everything down. She gets up early. She does X, Y, Z. And then I started doing it. Mm-hmm. And that was a big game changer for my confidence to embody the version of myself that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And 
what I another thing I think is really important about this is for a while it did feel a little bit like an imposter like it didn't mm-hmm. feel authentic yet because I was used to being that really um, self-conscious version of myself. It Mm -hmm. took a while for that shift to happen. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, it feels genuine. It feels like who I am. And that's always what I say is the beginning is going to feel a little weird. You're going to be like, okay, I feel like I'm just acting like, but this is the part where you have to be delusional, right? You have to live in the delusion. It's okay. Let the discomfort settle because it will settle until eventually you actually start feeling like that future version of yourself, which for you was a best-selling author, right? Super confident. What a badass. But there was another thing. So, so you started acting the role, you started, you know, embodying the the future version of you and being that version of you. But then I remember there was also the question in your mind of how, like, how am I going to become a best-selling author? Like, how am I going to get there? I have, there were all these questions about how am I going to find a publisher? How am I going to do like, or get all of those things in line to actually get my dreams together and, and get the show on the road. And I remember that I, I, coached you on intuition and how your intuition is always going to have the right answer. If you take nothing else from this podcast, take this, your intuition always knows the right answer. You don't have to know the right answer in here, babe. It's literally all in here. Your body will tell you what you need to be doing. So specifically with your journey, and I actually use this example when I'm talking to my other clients because it's just so profound to me, of when you were asking the question of, okay, well, how am I going to get the book published? And I said, Carissa, relax. You don't have to worry about that right now. That is just not your responsibility. Use your intuition, follow whatever your intuition tells you, and then let the answer kind of show up on its own. And I remember it was Thanksgiving break and you said that you didn't really want to go, um, you didn't really go, want to go home. You wanted to kind of stay at home for the, for the Thanksgiving break and just kind of spend some time with yourself. Um, and then you said that your friend's mom that you hadn't talked to in a while had reached out to you and said, hey, why don't you come over? I haven't seen you in a long time. And you said that there was like this, um, this feeling that you should just do it. So I want you to tell me the story from your perspective and, and kind of what ended up happening there. That was insane. Um, so it was Thanksgiving break and I just didn't honestly want to go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of bad. I was like, who spends Thanksgiving alone? But it, it gut, my gut instinct was this is right. So I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, a few days before Thanksgiving, my really close friend who had passed away a few years, his mother, who I have a close mm-hmm. relationship with, called me and she said, you know, I used to spend Thanksgiving with his family upstate. Mm-hmm. She said, would you please come visit? And I, you know, I was like, well, I finally have a day off work. Why not? So mm-hmm. I went upstate to see her and we're chatting. I knew she was a therapist. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. When I got up there, I told her, well, you know, I have this dream of publishing a book. I've been working really hard on the draft. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, well, you know, I was an author and an editor for 20 years. She's like, I was a therapist on the side. And I had no idea. And it, I literally started laughing. And she was like, I would love to edit your book. Like, I would love to help you and, you know, mentor you throughout this process. And it was another moment where I just started laughing because I was like, you know, of course, I didn't go up there with the intention to get an editor, mm-hmm. but the universe clearly had that in its plan. It just gives me goosebumps when I hear that because it's like, you could never have known. There was no way your mm-hmm. brain could never have like synthesized that that's something that could have happened. You just followed your gut. You were like, you know what? let me just do this and then there you go you were led into a circumstance where it's like hey something that's going to help you bridge the gap and make your dreams come true was literally right in front of your face and it fell right into your lap you just had to not deny the gut feeling to do
do what you wanted to do. Um, so that is so magical. And that just makes me so excited because again, this is all about infinite potential. You guys, there is infinite potential to make anything happen. The how is not your responsibility at the beginning. This is just the part where it follow your intuition, know that your dream is going to come true and then everything else will fall right into place. There was also something else in terms of asking for signs. I remember when you were um, really hesitating, you were at the point where it was like, okay, I feel like I'm ready to, to take the leap of faith and quit the job and actually like cut the cord. But I'm also really, really scared. And I, I remember I told you, ask the universe for a very specific sign. I was like, ask the universe, channel a sign, be like, okay, if it's really time for me to take this jump, show me. So, um, and this has to do with the numbers. So tell me about that. Yeah. So we were discussing it and you were talking to me about angel numbers. And when you were talking about, you know, five, five, five is for change. Intuitively, I got a spark. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I was like, okay, a purple five, five, five. And purple isn't even my favorite color. Like, I don't know, just intuitively. I was like, purple five, five, five. This was on a Friday that we met. All weekend, I was looking for signs because I really felt like the universe did want me to take this leap. So I was like, this is just going to confirm it. I didn't see it anywhere. There's a lot of graffiti in uh, Brooklyn, and I didn't see any of that. Was, you know, Sunday night, I was in my bed, and I was like, gosh, am I really, like, off base here? Do I need to reconsider quitting? I open the app on my phone that counts the days of sobriety that I've reached. And lo and behold, it was my 555th day, and it was in purple. And I literally just like burst out laughing because clear as day, like quit your job, Carissa. <laughs> no, literally. Like when you ask for a specific sign, the universe will not play around. Like, okay, cool. No. Doesn't it give you that sense of like, wow, like I'm really not alone with this. Like there's something else out there that's like communicating to me and it feels really comforting. Yeah, it feels like when you are living in alignment, the entire universe is rooting for you. No longer yes. are you pushing against the current. You're moving with the wave and everything is succinking along you know, that path. Yes, and that's what alignment really means is taking the path of least resistance and letting everything else kind of work for you. It always makes me so happy to hear about your, like, your journey and like how far you've come and how you've gotten those nudges along the way here and there of just like, okay, here you go. Here's another one, here's another one. Like yeah. they were just stacking up, which is so fun. Okay, let's dive right back into it. I remember when we were talking about embodiment, right? And acting like your future self, who is a best-selling author, the badass. A big part of that was the body language, right? About carrying yourself like you're already there, holding yourself with your posture and the way that you speak and the way that you're like all your mannerisms. And I remember when we were at the point in the process where you were kind of struggling with a lot of self-doubt and a lot of limiting beliefs about yourself. And I was telling you like, you just got to fake it till you make it. Be a little delusional, pretend you're, you're already there. And you know, see where that takes you. Um, and then I remember you told me a fun little story about somebody who actually noticed this difference in you. So let's hear all about that. So yes, I went out on a date with this guy. And at that point in time, I kind of felt like he was maybe a little bit out of my league. He was very successful, very cute. Mm -hmm. I told all my girlfriends, he looks like he could be the bachelor, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm not sure if I really match that energy yet. But we, we, you know, we met and I was like, almost like an alter ego. I'm just going to pretend I am that version of myself that I could yes. be. So I went on that date. I said a ton of affirmations on, on my way there. I stood up really straight. I had really good posture. I made a lot of eye contact. I spoke very clearly, very confidently. 
Mm-hmm. I also really honored myself and my beliefs and I didn't bend to, you know, what he be- believed. I really, you know, didn't abandon myself on the date. Mm-hmm. And he made a comment when we were walking from dinner to a bar after. And he said, you know, the way you walk, like you just walk so confidently. And the next day he called me and he was like, I just, I can't stop thinking about the way that you were walking. And it was, you know, I shared that with you. It was so funny. Like this version of myself, like, you know, that's all you have to do is pretend. Literally just pretend. That's it. And you know what? It's so funny because if you just have fun with playing the role, if you really just focus on just like, alter ego like you said create an alter ego and be that alter ego even if it's just for like a short amount of time challenge yourself to do that because what's going to happen is you are if you push past that feeling of like oh this is so silly oh this isn't really me like what am i even doing and you just act like you that's your role that's who you are other people pick up on it and they see it as genuine because you are just embodying the role they don't see the old version of you they don't see you know the discrepancy they just see the version of you that you are being and putting out in that moment and so that's where all the magic happens, right? Yeah, 100%. I think also like a healthy sense of curiosity. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm just curious what's going to happen if I'm, you know, not the like self-conscious version of myself, but I'm like Mm -hmm. the badass version of myself. And lo and behold, it, you know, it really worked. Exactly. It's, It's all about pushing past the initial like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't. And and just following the curiosity of like, okay, but what would happen if I just tried it? Like, just tried it and see yeah. what happens. There was also something we talked about in terms of um, the Victoria's Secret Angel stuff. Yeah. Tell me about that. So we were talking through some of the things that I was dealing with in relationships. Mm-hmm. And the narrative in my head really was, all right, this man won't commit to me. But mm-hmm. if I if I was thinner or if I was more beautiful, if I was a Victoria's Secret Angel, Mm -hmm. he would commit to me. He's not committing to me because I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. And you really talk to me about, you know, it's actually an energy. Like if you, you know, if you can believe, like, sorry, if you can have the confidence in yourself of a Victoria's Secret model, you can Mm -hmm. literally have the same attraction that they have. It comes from the inside out. Whereas we're all, you know, kind of encouraged to believe the opposite but really Mm. it's a hot girl energy it literally is it's not about how you look it's not about your physical like attractiveness it's all about how you carry yourself and the kind of energy that you exude and if you think about it we talked about this too like there are people there are women who would be considered like conventionally attractive like a victoria's secret model but the level of insecurity that lives in them it just kind of makes it a little different like it's like okay obviously she's beautiful but the the energy itself is what matters that's what kind of that's what what men see and that's what they feel from you so and everybody in general so you don't need to look like a Victoria's Secret model there is no standard that you have to reach to be a hot girl a hot girl is a mindset it's an energy it's the way that you're carrying yourself and the way that you see yourself it's a self-image so that's really all it boils down to and it makes me so happy that you were able to like experiment with that too and just like start carrying yourself like one and it was like wow there's also something else I wanted to talk about in terms of like the habits that you started doing every day um to start feeling like your higher self and I remember you said you were doing visualizations and meditations and things like that so tell me about your experience with doing those kinds of things in your everyday life the biggest thing that I did and this was something that you know, we were messaging back and forth mm-hmm. outside of our coaching sessions mm-hmm. was really rewiring my thought path from being worst case scenario to actually being best case scenario. Yes. And this is, I've never experienced this before, but having you really guide me towards, you know, re- rerouting the way I think about sticky situations. Mm-hmm 
that to me was a game changer. And I think, you know, we're all kind of raised to think, well, it's realistic to think the negative possibility, but really the negative possibility is just as possible as the, you know, positive possibility. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge change for me was instead of visualizing worst case scenario to begin visualizing best case scenario. So when your brain starts telling you things like, well, what if you miss your flight? And what if this happens? And what if that happens, right? Your brain is trying to lead you down this path of all the things that could go wrong. Stop dead in your tracks and be like, wait, let me ask myself, what would the hypothetically, what would the best case scenario be? Everything goes so smoothly. Everything goes really well. You start paying more attention to that best case scenario. You start visualizing it. You still, you start feeling it, thinking about it. That's what you're manifesting, right? Because where awareness goes, energy flows. So if you spend more of your time thinking about the best case scenario, you're going to be manifesting more of the best case scenarios. It's just up to you to reprogram that response so that you're not jumping right into what if this and what if that negatively. You want it to be a positive best case scenario. Um, and then that's how you actually start bringing that into into existence. Um, there's also something else that I thought was really interesting when you were dealing with someone at your corporate job who was not very nice to you and um, kind of treated you pretty badly and you were struggling with like how do I stand up to this person how do I like not fumble and and like really stand my ground so tell me about your experience with that yeah that was it is really tough in a corporate environment to, mm-hmm. to stand up to somebody who you know really is a bully in a corporate setting and, and the hierarchy like, of like they're your superior right yeah um And something that you kind of said to me was, do not let her low energy affect your energy. But to be really conscious of, you know, boundaries surrounding your energy Mm -hmm. and literally just to separate, you know, she would say something nasty to me. And I almost was like, ooh, that that sucks. (laughs) I'm over here living my best life. And like, seriously, I think, you know, of course I feel empathy towards her, but you were Mm -hmm. the first person I've ever heard of almost like a sassy spin on that Mm -hmm. of like ooh that sucks I'm living my best life over here and Mm -hmm. you're not gonna ruin it I call that the Gen Z flair so like I do these (laughs) I do the have you seen the fishbowl videos on um on like TikTok and Instagram of like um I do these like generational skits representing okay boomers in the in the corporate world Mm -hmm. Gen X Xennials and Millennials and every time I do Gen Z I have that sat that's where the sassy thing came from in terms of like yeah go to your corporate job and if somebody's being weird to you be like okay ew you can keep that energy over there. I'm going to stay over here in my lane and I have all my high vibrational positive energy and I'm not going to let you rain on that. So, um, and you took so well to that too. I think you're like, oh, okay. It kind of like gave you permission to be like that because I feel like corp- the corporate world really trains people to be very um, kind of submissive, like following orders and not really like standing up to people or like giving any any like resistance to what is happening from like from your superiors. And so if you just give yourself from, if somebody's treating you shitty, whether it's at work, whether it's in your relationships, anywhere you have permission to be like okay that's fun you can keep that over there that's funky that's not for me like I'm going to do my own thing and not let that impact me um so I think that was such an awesome part of your journey too because I remember you came back one day like one session after the fact and you were like yeah like we had that meeting and I like I said everything that was on my mind I didn't I didn't silence myself at all and I was like That's huge. I love that. We talked about revision meditations. Do you remember like visualizing it before it actually happened? So tell me about that. So this is something I still use. It's in like my toolkit of manifesting. Mm -hmm. And 
really what it is, is before the event occurs. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, for example, I flew to Miami and I was feeling a little anxious about how the flight was going to go and Mm -hmm. what if my luggage is overweight and everything. So before I even left my apartment for the airport, Mm -hmm. I I meditated and I visualized everything going smoothly. And I almost made like a contract with the universe. Like, this is how I want the day to go. Mm -hmm. I want, you know, my luggage to be right on weight, which it was. And I want the flight to go smoothly. And I want, you know, my Uber to be there to pick me up on time. Mm -hmm. And like really just visualizing it from A to to Z, really step by step by step. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, it really, it just flushed out that way, which was amazing. And it usually does, honestly. This is the thing, like you have the power. The power is in here. It starts in here. So if you decide that you're going to have a good flight, you're going to have a good day, you're going to have a good job interview, and you actually give yourself the space to think about every step-by-step moment of that and visualize that before it happens, you're building momentum towards that direction. That's what's going to end up manifesting. So just that's, that's really all the motivation you need, right? Of like, I don't have to kind of like wait for whatever to happen. And then that's how the cards play out. It's like you you play a role in how it, how it plays out. So you get to decide how you want the outcome to look like, visualize it, take all the steps, put your mental energy towards that outcome and let every all the magic happen on its own because it will. Can I just add one more thing to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One other thing that you taught me that was really helpful in that same um, subject yes. was also just being grateful for the event before it's even occurred. So you told me like, every Sunday, I think Mm -hmm. you write like, you know, I'm so grateful that my client meeting went great or whatever. And that's Mm -hmm. like an important step, I think, in that practice. Mm -hmm. It's not just like saying, all right, I hope my flight goes smoothly. It's Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that my flight's going to go so smoothly and already being grateful before the event has happened. Because that puts you in the after instead of living in the before of like, okay, it could go any way. But it's like, if you're saying you're grateful for it before it's even happened, you're skipping to the part where it's already done. So there's a lot less resistance there. You're able to embody the end vision before it's actually there. So yeah, that's a really great point. And gratitude in general, I think was a a staple of like all the things that we talked about of like, Everything about your future life, all the things that you want to become and embody and achieve and do, feel grateful for it before it's here. You don't have to wait for it to happen to look back and be like, oh, I'm grateful for that. You can decide that right here and right now and start living that right here and right now. Um, So that is so good. Um, There's also, I know you always talk about your vacations. You've been traveling a lot lately, right? For the last few months. So tell me, how has it been manifesting all of that kind of stuff? I told you, I think that manifesting vacations is like my specialty. It just comes very... (laughs) very easily to me. Mm-hmm. Right after I quit my job, actually, I was like 51% excited and 49% scared. And I literally the same day got a call from my friends and he was like, Hey, I'm going to um, Dubai for a month. Do you want to hang out in my incredible apartment in Miami? And I was like, you know, say less, like I'm literally <laughs> already there. Yeah. So it's to me, I think the unlock with manifesting vacations is assuming they're going to happen. And I know you talk a lot about the law of assumption, but it's just, you know, taking the steps as if it's already going to happen and just assuming. And it's so funny that it always comes together and works out. So tell me like what at a time that that's happened where you just assumed and you started taking the steps. 
So New Year's Eve is a perfect example because- Oh, I love this story, yes. Yeah, I was in New York City. Obviously it's incredibly busy on New Year's Eve. And my friend was supposed to fly in for New Year's Eve and her flight got canceled and our plans fell through. It was like 9 p.m. on New Year's Eve at this point. And I was like, gosh, you know, what am I gonna do? Like, it's too late to get tickets and you know, all the great venues are sold out. My other friend was going to go out with me and I said, you know what, get ready. And she said, but we don't plan. Like, what if we get ready and we have nowhere to go? I was like, the universe is going to work it out, but we need to be well-dressed for it. So just just start getting ready (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's going to work itself out. So she was a little apprehensive, but either way, we started getting ready and halfway through getting ready, a friend of mine called and he was like, hey, what are you up to? I saw you're back in the city. And I said, you know, yeah, like what, you know, what's going on tonight? And he said, oh, I have extra tickets to this warehouse party in Brooklyn. Do you want to come? And and he had an extra ticket for my friend too. Oh, wow. You can't even orchestrate that if you tried. (laughs) Like the way it all just literally comes together is so funny sometimes. And I bet you guys had the time of your lives, didn't you? Oh my God, the best time, the best night, yeah. So yeah, that's just like another one of the way, uh, like another way where it's like, if you just believe that it's going to happen, the law, like you said, law of assumption, right? If you believe that the outcome is going to happen and you expect it without needing to know the how, guess what? All of the factors will come to play to actually bring that to you. You You don't even have to worry about what am I going to do to get there? Logistically, how is that going to happen? Like let the universe orchestrate the details because it will deliver in the best possible way in a way that you could never have even planned it out yourself. Um, So that's super inspirational. And thank you so much for sharing so much of your story. This has been such an amazing conversation. Okay, so every week we have been doing a limitless challenge of the week to wrap up every episode and give you guys some action steps that you can start doing to apply what you've learned in that episode. So Carissa, what should our our listeners do as their limitless challenge of the week this week? So there are two this week. The first one is to write down the day-to-day habits of your higher self or your future self. How would she act? How would she go about her day? what thoughts does she have and then really to focus on embodying all of those playing the role the second one is sunday evening before the your entire week to write out script out how you want the entire week to go and say it in a statement that you're grateful it's already happened so say it's sunday night and i have a really important meeting on tuesday i'm gonna write down in my journal i'm so grateful that my meeting on tuesday went so well and i spoke so clearly and i killed it and then you do that for all the events in your coming week. And I swear to God, just watch it unfold exactly how you wrote it. It is so funny. Love it. Okay, so we've got two challenges of the week. The first is to write out all of the habits of your 2.0 self, how she thinks, how she talks, how she acts, her mannerisms, her body language, the whole nine yards, and start embodying that, start living like that. And with Carissa's example, which was so inspiring, other people might start to notice that you are being your most badass self. And they're gonna let you know that it's inspiring as hell. So that's the first one. And then the second one you said is to write out what you are grateful for on Sunday night. So like thinking about all the events you have that week and writing out that you are grateful for it happening as one, two, and three, the way that you want it to go. Keep track of how it goes. Cause I mean, if, if your results are anything like Carissa's, everything is going to happen exactly the way you scripted out, which is so motivational. We love that. 
All right, you guys, that is it for episode six of Limitless with Nadia. Thank you so much, Carissa, for joining us today and for sharing your story. We hope that you, you know, inspired everybody who's listening to, if you have a nine to five job that you can't stand anymore, this is your sign to take that leap of faith. Um, So thank you again, Carissa. You have been such a wonderful guest. If you want to keep up with Carissa's adventures, I'm sure she's going to be traveling a lot over the next couple of months and doing some really awesome stuff. We are going to include her Instagram and her TikTok account, as well as her email if you want to reach out and connect with her down below. So be sure to take a look at that. And um, don't forget to subscribe to the Past Your Bedtime YouTube channel to catch the video version of this podcast. Thank you again, Carissa, for joining us. And we will see you guys next week.